everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to the show, the show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So on today's episode, we're going over all the green cards of Ikoria today. But before we do so, let's get a little bit of announcements out of the way here. Uh, if you want to help support the show in any way possible, you can look at the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash magicwithzuby. And you can find this podcast on any podcast app, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Twitter at MagicWithZuby, on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby, and you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com. And we have a few ads at, to get out of the way here as well, and we will get on with the green cards of Ikoria. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping's at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... Anormie? Yeah, exactly! Anormie! Well, have I got the show for you, the all-new Magic Vanami show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic, Magic for, for Normies. Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic Wazubi RSS feed. Magic for normies. Alright, so before we get into the green cards of Ikoria, just a little reminder, these set these set reviews are more based on limited. I do talk a little bit about standard and commander when the card is relevant to those formats, but most of the time we're going to be talking about limited in terms of draft and sealed. So for our first green card is a card that was actually my very first preview card in Dominaria, Adventurous Impulse. For one green, it's a sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or a land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on your bottom of the library in any order. So it is a really good turn one play in limited or sealed. Even in, It could be an even in constructed because it helps you dig through your deck. So if you want to help try to ramp up or look for a really good creature to put into your hand, boom, there you go. Not an early pick at all by any means. More of a mid to late pick to help you dig through your deck. Next up, we've got Almighty Brushwag. For one green, it is a Brushwag creature. It's a 1-1 one, one with Trample. It You can pay three and a green, and this gets plus three, plus three until end of turn, making it a 4-4 four, four with Trample. So that's not bad at all. It could also be done as a combat trick to pump it up as well to scare your opponent into uh, blocking it or not. 
And yeah, so for a 1 1 for 1 that get, has trample and has the ability to pump itself up, that's not bad at all. A mid to late pick. Uh, next up, we've got Auspicious Sterix. For 4 and a green, it's an Elk Beast. It's a 6 6. A 6 6 for 5 is not bad, but. Whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile X permanent cards, where X is the number of times this creature is mutated. Put those permanent cards onto the battlefield. And it has a mutate cost of 5 in a green. Ooh, this is really, really, really good, actually. So, even if you only end up mutating this once, you get a free card, potentially. I like this a lot. This, to me, would be an early to mid pick, for sure. I like this a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Next up, we've got Barrier Breach. For two and a green, it's an instant. Exile up to three target enchantments has a cycling cost of two. So even if your opponents never ever play any enchantments or anything, you can at least cycle it, get rid of it, and draw another card. So, I mean, not a high pick by any means at all, but, you know, could be useful in sideboard. Next up, we've got Bristling Boar. For three and a green, it's a boar creature. It's a four three. This can't be blocked by more than one creature. So this could be really, really, really good uh, if you put a menace counter on it, meaning it can't be blocked at all, which is super good. Next up, we've got Charge of the Forever Beast for Tuna Green. It's a sorcery. As an additional cost to cast this spell, reveal a creature card from your hand. Charge of the Forever Beast deals damage to target creature or planeswalker equal to the revealed card's power. So you could have something like a Yadaro that you know you're going to cycle away and it deal 8 damage for 3 mana. That is pretty dang good. And um, yeah, I, I like this a lot. But... On the other hand, it could be a dead card if you don't have any creatures in hand. So it's one of those risk-reward type things and not a very high pick in my opinion here. Next up, we've got the biggest kitty of them all, Colossification. For five double green, it's an enchantment aura. You enchant creature. When this enters the battlefield, tap enchanted creature. Enchanted creature gets plus 20, plus 20. Whoo, that is insane. Um... The downside is you tap the enchanted creature with this, but with fling being relevant in standard, I mean, well, it's not very relevant, but you can make a fling deck in standard with Storm Herald. Um, you could essentially kill your opponent pretty easily with this. Um, you know, I just asked Pixie Kitten, but uh, I really, this is definitely not a pack one pick one at all. And this would be a card you'd want to sort of avoid because there's something definitely better but the timmy and me screams i'd want to try to make this work in draft or sealed for sure next up we've got essence symbiote for one and a green it's a beast creature it's a two two whenever a creature you control mutates put a one one counter on that creature and you gain two life so you know this could be a good mutate target it would get a one one counter and you gain two life with it so, I mean, the 1-1 one, one counter is really good, and I like it a lot. Um, it's more of a mid-to-late pick for me. A 2-2 two, two for 2 just by itself is good. It's a bear creature, but um, yeah, and it's, it's not bad. The, the ability is pretty good, especially Mutate being a thing. Uh, next up, we've got Excavation Mole for Tuna Green. It's a mole creature. It's a 3-3 three, three with Trample. When this enters the battlefield, put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. Um... I don't know if I like that part too much, though. So a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three with Trample is good, but 
having to basically mill three cards, it's not that good. And I'd, I'd probably avoid something like this unless you know you have cards that are going to be able to get stuff out of your graveyard. Then yeah, maybe rethink that card. But otherwise, eh, I'm not too thrilled about that. Next up, we've got Exuberant Wolf Bear for three and a green. It is a Wolf Bear creature. It's a four 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 four. That's not bad. When this attacks, you may change the base power and toughness of target human you control to Exuberant Wolf Bear's power and toughness until end of turn. So you essentially can make a human you control a 4-4 four, four as well. So you can have two 4-4s four, attacking. That is, uh, it's not too bad. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. So essentially you're like having your human ride your wolf bear or changing your wolf bear or changing your human into a wolf bear. I don't know. I don't know how that would work, but um, I like it. Uh, maybe, maybe a mid pick more than anything. Next up, we've got a pretty nice reprint. I can't remember the last time we saw this printed in a non-commander pack. I'd have to look it up. And that is Fertilid. For two and a green, it is an elemental creature. It is a 0-0, but it enters the battlefield with two 1-1 counters on it. You can pay one and a green to remove a 1-1 counter from it. And target player searches their library for basic land card, puts it on the battlefield, tap, then shuffles their library. If you play commander, you have definitely seen this card one way or another. And it is a pretty good card. And for something like a draft environment, a good ramping card as well, too. And especially with the ability to gain more counters, you could keep ramping up. So I like it. Like it a lot. Not an, maybe a mid to late pick more than anything. Next up, we've got Flycatcher Giraffid. Giraffid, I guess? It's a four and a green. It is an antelope lizard creature. It's a three five. This enters the battlefield with your choice of a vigilance counter or a reach counter on it. Ooh. Now that is a tough one. Um, I probably I probably would lean more towards reach to be able to block those pesky flyers, but vigilance, ooh, that's a good one too. God, that's hard. Um yeah, like I said, I probably lean more towards reach more than anything, but it's an interesting combination. An antelope lizard. Um, weird. But a 3-5 five for 5, not too bad. It's got a big butt. But um, yeah, I mean, mid to late pick more than anything if you're in those colors. Next up, we've got Fully Grown for Tuna Green. It's an instant. Target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Put a trample counter on it. So this is giant growth that is one more, but you also get a trample counter on it as well. Well, no, giant growth costs one green. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Titanic Growth. Titanic Growth is plus four, plus four. Um, so this is giant growth that costs two more that gives you a trample counter. So not... Not the worst, not the best, but, you know, it's a good combat trick card, like I've said before with the other colors. And, you know, pick it up if you need it, mid to late pick, for sure. Next up, we've got Gem Razor for three and a green. It is a beast creature. It's a 4-4. Four, four. It has a mutate cost of one double green, has reach and trample. Whenever this creature mutates, destroy target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls. So a 4-4 four, four for four is good. With reach and trample, it's better. And when it mutates, you can possibly destroy an artifact or enchantment. That's pretty dang good as well. So pack one, pick one. Very possible. Very possible. Unless there is better removal out there or a better creature. This could be definitely a pack one, pick one for sure. I like it. I like it a lot. And the mutate is a little bit 
restrictive there, but if you just play it as a creature itself, that's not bad, and just mutate it with other creatures. So, not bad overall. Next up, we've got Glowstone Recluse for two and a green. It is a spider creature. It's a two, three with reach, and it has a mutate cost of three and a green. Whenever this creature mutates, put two one, one counters on it. Oh, heck yes. I like that a lot. Um, you know, you play it on turn three, then you mutate it on turn four, and uh, whatever, you know, you put on top or bottom, it now has two one, one counters on it with reach. Heck yes. Give it to me, please. I would almost like this better than Gem Razor, in a sense. That's just me, though. Next up, we've got Greater Sandworm for 5 double green. This And it's a 7-7 seven, seven worm creature. It can't be blocked by creatures with power 2 or less, and it has a cycling cost of 2. So the good thing with this is if it's a dead card in hand or you know you're never going to play it, you can cycle it away. But a 7-7 seven, seven for 7, that's pretty good. And, you know, you can easily well not easily but you can give give this trample or reach or anything like that i'm surprised it already doesn't have reach with it being a worm like that and the art is showing that it's trying to eat a flying creature but uh, whatever what do i know um i like this so uh, more of a mid to late pick more than anything next up we've got honey mammoth uh for four double green it's an elephant creature it's a six six this enters the battlefield you gain four life it is an Ele weird looking elephant uh, almost like with like a dinosaur face almost and it looks like it's eating honey from a bunch of bees and the bees look very angry but you gain 4 life a 6 mana 6-6 six, six, you gain 4 life eh, it's not too bad you know especially if you're ramping up quickly you can play this by turn 4 or 5 it's not bad 6-6 six, six, a mutate target next up we've got Hornbash Mentor for Tuna Green it's a 3-3 human warrior. This, When this enters the battlefield, put a trample counter on target non-creature you control. You can pay two and a green and tap this. Put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control with trample. So this is Green's Mentor. I still think I like red and blue better with Menace and Flying. Trample is still really good, though. Prop, yeah, better than Blacks with Lifelink. Um, so I would not mind picking this kind of card. I, yeah, a tram trample's always good, and probably early to mid-pick, maybe, if I'm in those colors. Next up, we've got Humble Naturalist. For one and a green, it's a human druid creature. It's a 1-3. You can tap this to add one mana of any color. You spend this mana only to cast a creature spell. So it's a mana dork that you can only use for creatures, which in limited is going to be majority of the time you're going to be doing anyway, is casting creatures majority of the time. So it's not bad. Maybe early to mid pick if you want to help ramp up some of your creatures. So, not bad at all. And the 1 3 it has a good butt on it as well, too. Uh, next up, we've got Ivy Elemental for X and a green. It is an elemental creature. It's a 0 0, but this enters the battlefield with X 1 1 counters on it. I, it, you know, it kind of looks like Biolante, Biolante from um, Godzilla. I wonder if this is the Biolante card. I, I can't remember what card that is, but, um, I it's not bad you, you know you can early game you can play this for two three mana get a two two out late game heck you could really pump this out to make it like a five five six six or seven seven anything like that it's pretty cool you have a so it potentially could be a very small creature or a very big creature um it's a mid pick 
for me in, in draft. Next up, we've got Kogla, the Titan Ape. For three triple green, it's a legendary ape creature. It's a 7-6. When this enters the battlefield, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. Very good. Whenever this attacks, destroy target artifact or enchantment defending player controls. Ooh, I like that a lot. You can pay one in a green and return target human you control to its owner's hand. Kogla gains indestructible until end of turn. So this is sort of like their version of King Kong, essentially. And I like the fact that you can have this fight another target creature. Essentially, you play this and it removes a creature that you want to get rid of. I like it a lot. Um, could possibly be a pack one, pick one um, because of just how strong it is. And it and you have the ability of gaining indestructible with it. So, yeah, I like it a lot. And plus, it sees play in standard right now in the Garuda decks, the Garuda combo decks as well. Next up, we've got a one of my favorite reprints. It's Lead the Stampede for two and a green. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal any number of creature cards from among them and put the revealed cards into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. And the reason why I like this card is this was my budget piece for Collected Company in Modern Elves. And it's not as good as Collected Company, but it's a good budget piece if you can't afford Collected Company to where you can dig through your deck to find as many elf creatures as you want. And in something like this draft environment where you can just dig through and find a bunch of creatures you can put in your hand, that's awesome. Very good. Uh, could possibly be an early to mid pick for me if I know I'm going super creature heavy in this uh, in my deck. Next up, we've got Migration Path. I think this is a reprint. Wait, no, is it? I don't think it is. I'm probably thinking of um, a different card from Ixalan. Uh, three and a green sorcery. Search your library for up to two basic land cards. Put them on the battlefield tap. Then shuffle your library. It has a cycling cost of two. So it's a good ramp spell. Pretty much like an explosive vegetation, but with a cycling upside with it. If you need ramp in your draft deck, awesome. Next up, we've got Migratory Great Horn for three and a green. It's a beast creature that's a 3-4. Whenever this mutates, search your library for a basic land card, put on the battlefield tap, then shuffle your library. And has a mutate cost of two and a green, so this is ramp on a stick with mutate. I, I like this a lot. I like ramping, and yeah, I would definitely... This could be an early to mid pick for me, for sure, because I want to ramp up and get it thin out my deck as much as possible and be able to play my big creatures as fast as possible as well too or to help me do some mana fixing as well next up we've got monstrous step for four and a green it's a sorcery target creature gets plus seven plus seven until end of turn up to one other target creature blocks it this turn if able has a cycling cost of two so the downside is it has to be blocked if your opponent controls any creatures if they don't then boom, you just got yourself a really big amount of damage coming their way. And plus, once again, with cycling, if it's a dead card in hand, you discard it, draw a card. Next up, we've got Mosscoat Goriak for two and a green. It's a beast creature. It's a 2-4 with Vigilance, and that's it. It's a good mutate target. A 2-4 has a nice butt, has Vigilance, you know, so you can swing, possibly do, deal two damage. And yeah, I mean, that that's about all I can say about it. That's really all it does. Next up, it is Mythos of Brokos. Mythos of Broko. Oko Broko. Uh, for two double green sorcery. If 
blue or black was spent to cast this spell search your library for a card put that card into your graveyard then shuffle your library return up to two permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand so if you're doing salt eye you can put it's basically a tutor at that point that you can put into your graveyard shuffle it and then you return that card to your hand essentially so pretty expensive tutor in a sense well i wouldn't say expensive just more of a color restrictive tutor so um not a pack one pick one for sure at all now i could see myself playing something like this in my moldrafa deck in edh and maybe something similar in standard or brawl but uh in something like draft i'd be looking for something else in my pack one pick one next up we've got good old plummet for one and a green it's an instant destroy target creature with flying um, always good removal to get rid of those pesky flyers could be an early to mid pick next up we've got ram through for one and a green instant target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control if the creature you control has trample excess damage is dealt to that creature's controller instead so this is a good card so i like this because i just learned about this the other day so that fling i was talking about with a classification where you make your creature a 2020 and then you fling it um you could also you know play a fling deck do like a jun style storm herald get classification out on it then you have ram through as well where you deal 20 damage to a creature and then that all that excess damage goes to the creature's controller possibly killing your opponent as well so i kind of like that as well you can go either way with fling or ram through um in terms of draft though uh, i mean at least it's not fighting right it doesn't fight the creature but um you know maybe maybe mid pick or anything like that i'm not too thrilled with it i guess unless i'm playing some big beasts uh, next up, we've got Sudden Spinnerets. It's a one green instant. Target creature gets plus one, plus three until end of turn. Put a reach counter on it. Untap it. So now you can make that very small 1-1 one, one creature and give it a reach counter to block the pesky flyers. It could be a decent combat trick to block some of those flyers that they think they can just fly on through and have nothing happen to them. Next up, we've got Survivor's Bond for one and a green. It's a sorcery. Choose one or both. Return target human creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Return target non-human creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So for two mana, you can essentially return two creatures from your graveyard to your hand, which is not a bad deal at all. Um, more of a mid to late pick more than anything, because this could potentially be a dead card in hand if you have nothing in your graveyard, so it could do nothing for you. But, you know, it's a card to possibly consider. Next up, we've got Thwart the Enemy. For two and a green, it's an instant. Prevent all damage that be dealt this turn by creatures your opponents control. So a fog effect for opponents' creatures. Now, this doesn't prevent all damage at all. So your opponent could still cast a spell, you know, like some burn magic to your face. But um, at least it gives you potentially another turn to be able to do something should they tap all out. Next up, we've got Titanith Rex for seven double green. It's a dinosaur beast. It is an 11-11 with trample, has a cycling cost of one and a green. When you cycle this, put a trample counter on target creature you control. Now for eight mana, or no, nine mana and 11-11. Now this is a bomb, if anything. Um, I would 
you know, you know, if I'm heavy in green, I would try to ramp up as much as I could and try to play this. Now, yeah, it could be easily killed and all that, but you know, it's something that is pretty scary that your opponents are going to have to deal with ASAP. Next up, we've got our next Planeswalker, Vivian Monsters Advocate for three double green. It's a legendary Planeswalker Vivian, and it comes with three loyalty, has two static abilities. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may cast creature spells from the top of your library. So, I mean, technically, well, it's two separate abilities, but you could, you know, it's one ability essentially. But her plus one is create a 3-3 green beast creature token. Put your choice of a vigilance, reach, or trample counter on it. Her neg two is when you cast your next creature spell this turn, search your library for a creature card with lesser converted mana cost, put on the battlefield, and shuffle your library. Holy crap, pack one, pick one. Hell yes, for sure. Something in draft. Um, not only does this protect itself in draft, um, this is also really, really good because you get to look at the top card of your library. You can cast creature spells from it. And if, you know, th this is what I would do. So I play it definitely protect itself by creating a beast and then maybe my next turn i nake to it to cast another creature and basically get two creatures for one spell i hell yes pack one pick one for sure anytime every time now i haven't seen this in standard yet i'm wondering if this is just waiting for its time to shine because companions are everywhere in standard right now um something like edh if i'm going a heavy green creature deck I might want to play something like this over, um, oh my gosh, uh, you know, oh, that Garouk Primal Hunter, I think, maybe, um, because this can help me dig through my deck and get other bigger creatures out. Well, not bigger, but, you know, other creatures out as well, help me thin out my deck. And our last green card for the set, and certainly not least, is Wilt. For one and a green, it's an instant. You can destroy a target artifact or enchantment. It's our typical green, you know, kind of destroy spell that's like naturalized, but also has a cycling benefit of just two generic mana. So this could be more of a, I mean, if you're heavy into cycling and draft, yeah, definitely pick something like this, but also definitely more for sideboard more than anything in draft. So there you have it. Those are all the green cards for Ikoria. Hope you enjoyed it. And, you know, just wait until we get to the monster episode of Multicolored. And I don't, and I mean that not only just with the amount of cards, but also there is a ton of monsters in the Multicolored one. So thank you all for listening, watching, and have a great day.